Welcome back to the Parbar Podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk about children at church. We here at Emmanuel Church encourage uh, children to remain throughout the service. We actually uh, do not provide anything with staff or volunteers for children to go to during the service. Uh, we certainly have, you know, a toy room or a cry room if needed, but we we like and affirm and love that children stay in the service of the church. They belong with God's people because they are members of the body of Christ. And one of the things that this introduces to the life of the church is the potential for distractions. We all know that kids can squeak and squeal and throw a fit and cry and make lots of noise. And so in this episode, what I'd like to do is give some tips and pointers and things that have helped my family. And again, you know your child better than I do, so you don't have to take this as uh, a commandment, but this is something that my wife and I have learned uh, raising four kids in the church. Our youngest is now four, four years old. And many of these things she's had to do by herself in the pew uh, because I'm I'm up front. And so here are just some, some tips or pointers that you can take and put into practice as you see fit. One of the things that you ought to do as parents and as a congregation if you don't have children and or if you do and you see other children around, affirm their presence in the congregation. Affirm uh, their singing when you hear them, even if it's not, you know, their children, they, they sing loud, uh, usually not well. But you can affirm their singing and thank them for singing and joining into the service of the church. Uh, and this encourages them and reminds them that they're part of the body of Christ. So that's something that you can do uh, if you don't have children or if you see other children, just affirm them. Now, what can you do, uh, at least for our church service, which is an hour and a half long, uh, how do you equip children to be able to endure that? Now, an hour and a half might seem like a long time, but you know, if you put a, a movie on for your kids, they can sit for an hour and a half easily. That's no problem for them. So one of the things that a movie does is keeps the kids engaged. So you put uh, Toy Story on and the kids are going to watch it and they're going to be engaged and that's going to cause them um, to not fidget. It's going to cause them to not get up and wander around um, and all the rest. And so trying to keep them engaged, one of the ways that you can do this, one of the ways you can do this at church is to practice church at home. Uh, teach them at the end of songs that you sing at home to say amen with the congregation in a thunderous boom. Have them stand to sing. Incorporate their body into the life and worship of the church. Have them raise hands in prayer or during singing of the doxology and so forth. When you're at home and doing family worship and it's time for confession or after discipline and it's time for confession, have them kneel for prayer and get their hearts, minds, and bodies attuned to what you're doing. This keeps them engaged. And teach them, and yes, to sit still. It's a practice. It can be learned. Um, this isn't like we're suggesting that children need to sit for eight hours a day in a school at a desk. But to sit still for a 30-minute sermon 
ought to be doable by young children. And one of the ways that you can teach them to do this is to engage engage them in the same sorts of practices and manners at home, mannerisms. Teach them to sit still, even if it's just for five minutes at a time, and then praise them for it, you know? Uh, you did it. Good job. One of the things that my wife and I have done with our two older children who can read and write, uh, we give them a sermon notebook. So it's just a, a notebook and with lined paper in it, we give them pencils. They write down the sermon text and the date at the top of the page. And each sermon, they get one page and they need to write down things that they learned or things that they thought were interesting um, about the preaching of the text. And at the end of the service, uh, my wife and I read it, and then we're able to talk to the kids about it. So for that sermon, uh, my oldest is 10 and my youngest is 7. They are engaging with the text by um, listening and writing down the things that they learn. So th those are some tips. Uh, keep your kids engaged. You know, dads, you need to lead. Take the helm in this one. So if, you know, little Billy is not raising his hands for the doxology with the congregation, you know, lean over, lift his hands up, <laughs> and get him to raise his hands. If your children aren't kneeling for confession of sin, you, dads, um, bring them down with you and teach them to confess their sins on their knees before a holy God. Now, a couple other things that can help a church service go more smoothly for, for you all with children, especially with uh, many children, and again, this is this is what we've learned. This is what we've learned and not necessarily a requirement for any of you. But one of the things that my wife and I did was because I was up front and she was in the pew with the kids by herself is that we decided, you know, we maybe it'd be helpful if we gave them snacks to help keep them, um, you know, from being wiggle, wiggly or noisy or a distraction to others. Give them a snack, a little bag of Cheerios or goldfish or pretzels, or maybe give them a coloring book and some crayons to sit and draw. And one of the things that we, my wife and I came to the conclusion of is that this isn't a healthy practice uh, for us. We didn't think that raising them and training them that church is snack time or church is art time for an hour and a half and it ended up being something that we had to retrain them on. So eventually you take the snack away and then you have to retrain them uh, what it means to be in the worship service. Or you end up taking the coloring book and the crayons away and you have to end up training them um, when they're older what it means to worship, how to do it, rather than just teaching them from the very beginning that this is what a worship service is. And for an hour and a half, you, you can endure without a snack, and for an hour and a half, you can endure without crayons. So rather than training them to do something that is actually inappropriate, I mean, imagine if you were sitting in church and all the adults in the congregation pulled out snacks for themselves, <laughs> and all the adults in the congregation got out their markers and adult coloring pages, and, and instead of singing and praying and listening, to the reading of scriptures and joining in the prayers, all the adults began coloring pictures instead. Uh, these things do not promote the child in the engagement of the service, but rather detract from it. And as the child gets older, you're going to have to retrain them. You're going to have to take the snack away and deal with the fallout of that. You're going to have to take 
the drawings and the art away and deal with the fallout of that. So it would be my recommendation just not to do those things and train them from the very beginning what it means to worship God as a member of the church. Another thing, Saturday night, make sure your children get enough sleep. Uh, don't keep them up to all hours. Uh, Saturday night, usually, you know, mom and dad, particularly dad, doesn't have a day of work. Uh, you might go to someone's house for dinner. You know, don't stay until 11 o'clock at night so you get your kids to bed at midnight. That's not healthy for them. That's not good for you. Um, you know, it's okay to get home, to get your kids in bed, to make sure that they and you have enough sleep for the next day. And this goes back to the snack thing. Sunday morning, make sure you wake up with enough time to feed them. Feed them well uh, so that they are satisfied and can last from the church service to lunch. Uh, feed them well. Feed them before you come to church. And again, all of this, dads, take the helm. You need to plan these things out. You need to um, practice with your children at home. When you're in the pews, you need to lead your family in the worship of God. Show them how to do these things. Now, all that to say, those are some of the the disciplines that my wife and I have learned um, and that we've had to take back. We didn't do all of these things right, and so I'm sharing them with you on how I think you can raise your kids and train them to be a benefit in the Lord's service. So affirm their presence, train them in the worship of the Lord, keep them engaged because they are members of the body of Christ, worshiping before his throne. Dads, take the lead. Uh, practice at home. And again, my recommendation would be to keep the snacks and the drawing away so that they learn how to sing and to pray and to pay attention. Get enough sleep and feed them first. Feed them well. So when they come to church, hunger is not an issue. I think if you practice these things, I'm not saying it will be easy, of course, but if you practice these things, uh, it will pay out in great dividends for the future. One other thing that commonly occurs is that as we train our children to worship the Lord for, for the service, during the service of the church, there will occasionally be disobedience and outcry <laughs> from your children. And one of the immediate responses, of course, is to get up and take the kid out and plop them in the toy room. And when that happens, you know, when you, and I'm not saying you don't take your kid out, of course you may need to, but if you, if you get up with your uh, disobedient fussy child uh, because they don't want to sit there anymore and you walk out and you bring them to the toy room and they start picking up Legos and cars, well, next Sunday, what did they just, what is the catechism they just learned? What is the liturgy that your child just learned? If I cry and fuss, I get to go to the toy room. And so one of the things I would encourage parents is that if your child is acting up in the service, you take them out of the service, and rather than setting them down in the toy room to calmly collect themselves and play with toys, um, there's an appropriate discipline, and they come back to service. You see, the, the child doesn't get what he thinks he wants uh, through his fussiness. Through his fussiness, there needs to be discipline and restoration back to the Lord's service. 
So there has to be a consequence to their disobedience. Take them out, do what you need to do, and bring them back. Um, if you take them out and you allow them to play in the toy room, you've just taught them a liturgy of fussy, uh, of fussing that gets them what they want. So those are my tips and recommendations for raising your children in the church and bringing them to an understanding of the Lord's service. And by the time that they are, you know, just five, six years old, they'll be fully engaged in the worship of the Lord. And you'll be working on your younger children by then, I'm sure. So take it for what it is. If those recommendations are helpful to you, are helpful to you, um, use them. And if you have any questions, of course, you can contact me. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.